Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. For the next two days, I'll be sharing the message I shared right after getting home from Malaysia. And so um, I hope that it's encouraging to you. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much that we have the freedom to share on the air about the Lord Jesus Christ. Open our minds, open our hearts. May we hear from you this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'd like to start today by sharing a passage of Scripture, Acts chapter 8, verses 3 through 13. And this was Saul had been uh, executing people, and he had been causing all sorts of problems. And, uh, and Stephen had been martyred. But Saul was ravaging the church. And this is what it says, starting verse 4. Now those who were scattered, this they were scattered because of Paul's persecution, about preaching the word, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. When they heard them, they saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who, had, who was in them. And many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. But there was a man named Simon who had a previous practice magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the names of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed, and after that was baptized and continued with Philip and seeing signs of great miracles performed, he was amazed. The sorcerer, Simon the sorcerer, was amazed. Wow, how interesting is that? One thing, every one of us recognize that we are in a fight with the enemy. We are on a fight with good and evil. No matter who we are, no matter where we live, no matter what our challenge is, most of us have some kind of persecution. The battle is always on, but I can tell you this, who the eventual victor is, and that is Jesus Christ, and the reign will be forever and ever with him. He is victorious. All around the world, the enemy is against the church. Why are they against the church? Because the Bible says the church is the body of Christ. Satan does not want the church to move forward or anyone to be saved or anyone to be baptized. In this passage of scripture, scripture, we find the Christians were scattered, and I imagine the human emotion of fear was real to them, knowing they were being killed and imprisoned. How would you like to look over your shoulder every day to see if you're going to live? And that's what happened, of course, way back in Germany and back in when people were being uh, arrested and killed and all, and all the horrible war crimes that took place. People were so scared. Well, this is what's happened now. This was happened in the time of, of Paul. We are so very fortunate, folks, to live in America, where people have the freedom to worship and to share Christ to their friends and neighbors and to fill our churches with people who need Jesus and need encouraging. The trip I made uh, this recently to Malaysia and Thailand made me feel even stronger about being a visual part of our community, about loving people with a deep love of the Lord and leading people to knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I was fortunate to be able to speak to these missionaries from Asia and to hear their stories. In many of these countries, there's only 1% Christian. 
In Thailand, they are mostly Buddhist, and there are some Muslim and Hindus and a variety of other religions. In Malaysia, it's more equally split between Muslim and Buddhists, and Muslims being the most. But I can tell you this from all the various friends I made on this trip. They're all people. And they're all people who are many wonderful people who are very kind. But more than anything else, they need to know Jesus. Not the historical Jesus, which most people believe in, but Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. The Bible is clear that only way to heaven is through, our, and is through Jesus Christ. And some people, they just really struggle with that principle at all. I don't know how you struggle with the Word of God. If you believe the Word of God in whole, it's hard to uh, struggle against what he's saying because it's very clear what Jesus says. Listen to Jesus' words in John 14, 3 through 14. And uh, he says this. He says, And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, oh, good old doubting Thomas, he said, Lord, we did not know where you were going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you hear that, folks? No one comes through the Father except through Jesus Christ, the words himself. He says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Again, he's reflecting on the Trinity and who he is, a Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're three separate, but yet all one. We don't understand the concept, just like we don't understand the concept of the Son and how it works and the galaxies and how they work. But you know what? God's truth. Philip said to him, Lord, show us a father. That is enough for us. Listen to this. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us a father? Do you not believe that I am the father and the father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the father who dwells in me and does his works Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on my account the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do these works as I do, and greater works will they do, because I am going to, going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, the people of other religions are wonderful people, folks. They really are. And you need to love them, encourage them. We can't judge other people, but we can sure love them and encourage them. Sometimes we get critical. We hear the fights, especially nowadays in the United States, between, you know, uh, with all with Muslims and Christians and this and that. Folks, we are called to love each other. You love fellow Christians. You love Muslims. You love Buddhists. You love Hindus. Now, we don't believe everything they believe. In fact, we don't believe it at all. We believe they need Jesus Christ, but we need to love them. We need to love each other. And I, I tell you what, as I've said in the last few weeks, uh, you know, the Buddhist people, they're always smiling. And I developed some fun friendships while I was working there in some of the facilities I stayed with. As most of you know, I go to restaurants and kind of hang out. I get to know people. I got to know them. They were dear people, made some dear friends. Wherever you go, uh, you know, you hear this great greeting, swadika, swadika, and it, there's such a huge smile. And the Muslim people I got to know on the trip, 
They were so kind too, always so kind, so gracious. We should never judge people because of their religion, but love people. Jesus showered love on those he met. Through kindness, God opens up all sorts of opportunities to minister God's truth. It is great to be kind, but Jesus was certainly straight when he said, no one goes to the Father except through me. Jesus refers to him and the Father as being one, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one, with all different characteristics, hard for our minds to fathom. But that is why our life is a faith walk. We believe the Word of God. We believe the words of Jesus. Our mission is to live Jesus, to teach Jesus, and to lead people to Jesus. And that's not by being judgmental. It's not by being critical, not by allowing the Holy Spirit of God to open incredible doors, as he did for the Apostle Paul, to change the world. As we look back at the first passage I read in Acts, we see people were scattered at Philip went to preach in Samaria. Instead of just going to hide from being killed, he went to preach in Samaria and proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. Impure spirits came out of people, and the paralyzed walk. Miracles happened. Why? Because they believed. He who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, great things will be done. Verse 8 said there was great joy amongst the people. Even Simon, the sorcerer, the magician, he believed. And his life was changed. He saw the power of God. See, these people saw Jesus in action, and their lives were changed forever and ever. That's why it's so important to have missionaries all over the world sharing Jesus. That's why it was so important that I was able to go and share and minister to missionaries, to encourage the missionaries. They're, they're leading people all over. And the man in Sri Lanka, Stephen and Peggy and his wife, their last name is Beverly, and they're from Indiana, and great people. They're ministering. You know what they're doing in Sri Lanka? They are ministering to people and raising up pastors to go out and minister to people in Sri Lanka and get them to know Jesus Christ. They asked me if I would come back there in 2020 uh, to share with these pastors, and I said, no. <laughs> I said, probably not 2020. It's too soon. I, plus, I have legislature in January. But I said, maybe 2021. I'd have to pray about it. But I know one thing. They are making a difference. You know, our church, the, the Church of God, the, where I pastor, and the denomination that we're in, and it, you know, it has an incredible mission program like many other churches. The Nazarene, the Baptist, uh, there's just so many Lutherans. They have some great missionary programs, and that's fabulous. We need people in missionary programs to be deeply rooted and, and teach people the things of God, you know, and, and especially in places where they're not well-received, but yet they're following the calling and they're winning one disciple at a time. And folks, that's what takes place. We have to concentrate on one at a time. You know, we're fortunate. The United States of America is mostly a Christian nation. It claims to be 70% Christian. You know, we are the most Christian nation around. But you know what? Well, they still need Jesus, the rest of America. And many people that claim to be Christian don't even know Jesus. They just think they're Christian because they, uh, they, know, they believe there's a God somewhere. And then we have the world out there that have different gods and all sorts of things. So I'm going to talk about tomorrow on the show. And I'm going to also share some of the religious ideas from some of these other practices. But I pray we as people, that we would serve God and that we would listen to God and that we'd respond to God. Wherever God leads us, that we can go and that we can make a difference to a lost world because he wants to use you and I. I talk about it all the time, but I mean it with all my heart. Let's get busy about winning the world. God loves you 
Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.